You're listening to the podcast, She Who Believes, with your host, Vivian Bell. Well, it's declaration time, and our declaration here at She Who Believes the Podcast comes from Luke 1 and verse 45. I will be declaring this word from the English Standard Version. Remember, you can choose any version that you choose. We only ask that when you speak this and declare this word over your life, that you replace the word she, or in some versions, woman, with your very own name. Because we believe that the word of God is for us, that it is just as alive and active as it was when it was written, when it was spoken, when it transpired over 2000 years ago. So here we are again, Luke verse, Luke 1 verse 45, and it reads as follows. And blessed is Vivian who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Uh, Isn't that a great feeling to be able to personalize the word of God, to be able to know that his word is for you and to grab hold to it and claim it and make it yours because it is as children of God, his word is true for each and every one of us. Hey, great day. Thanks for um, tuning into the podcast, She Who Believes. I am your host, Vivian Bell, and I am indeed She Who Believes. So the title of this week's podcast is The Perspective of Freedom. Kind of sounds like maybe an oxymoron, right? Because it's like, well, if I'm free, why would I not perceive that I'm free, right? Um, so let's see, let's just even start with like this week in um, the United States, we celebrated Independence Day. That was when we became a free nation, right? But there were still parts of our country um, that was not free. So there were people who were still just literally not free. Um, And um, there were even places where people were like after the Civil War and um, we were officially free that people were still not free. Some because they didn't know they were free. Um, Some because they didn't really understand what freedom meant for them. And... I want to talk about how that runs over into our spiritual lives, right? Um, so perspective is everything. Um, if you this is your first time listening to me, I'll just share with you that I'm a board certified biblical counselor, mental health coach. And so perspective, things of the mind, having the right perspective, renewing our minds in the word of God, all of those things are important to me. I believe I was put on the earth to help people see themselves the way God is. God sees them and to empower them to walk in the power given to them by God to be who they were called to be and to fulfill their purpose, their God given purpose in the earth, right? And a lot of that is affected by how we perceive ourselves, right? So I want to share a scripture with you. Um, It is uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1 and verse 30. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. You can read from whatever translation you choose. Um, This is just the, the translation I've been studying the word from lately. So here we are. And it reads as follows. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. 
He made us pure and holy and he freed us from sin. I like the tense of free there, which says freed because it means it's already done. It's a complete work. It's already finished, right? So why is it that we live our lives sometimes day to day as if we are still bound by our sins, still bound by the enemy, still bound by all these things that appear to be stronger and bigger than us? I want to submit to your consideration that it is truly based on perspective. Yeah, perspective. So um, I think I shared with you guys before, um, I was in my late 20s, um, divorced two kids, and found myself in a career that I had not ever expected to be in. But my little bit of money I had saved as a single, a now newly single mom, um, raising two kids on my own, I was tapped out, right? Um, it was the first time that I had ever been on an interview since my first interview at the age of 15 that I did not walk away with the job, right? So I had decided I was going to take this particular job just for training pay. They were paying for three weeks of training pay. And I thought I will go through, go during the day and apply for other jobs, work this job at night, um, just so I can get some cash flow, right? So um, I take this job and um, I get on this job and I'm still interviewing and nothing's happening, right? So I made a decision. I decided, I said, okay, well, God, if this is what you're saying I have to do, then this can't be what it is like this forever. And what I meant by that was I was a sales rep selling magazines on the phone, right? And I thought to myself, well, if this is where you have me, then I'm asking you to do something different. I can't, I literally can't stay here and survive at this $10 an hour um, raising these two kids. Um, I need something else to happen, right? And so um, that might seem like that's kind of bold to talk to God in that way, but he did say come to the throne boldly. And I was being honest with him. Hey, this is ain't this ain't gonna work for us, right? Um, but you obviously have me here for a reason. So, you know, what is going on? So anyway, I was told that you had to be there a year before you would, could even be considered to be a supervisor. Um, but in this season of my life that I was in, heartbroken, really feeling like my life was totally destroyed, I was seeking God in a whole new way, right? And I decided that the word of God was true and that it was truly for me. Every one of his promises were for me, including to come boldly before the throne and to ask him believing, right? So I said to him, hey, um, I need something else to happen. So I, I quickly got advanced from um, just being on the floor um, in the call center to being um, in a little basement area, kind of. It was uh, this little place in the in, in the call center, but it was like underneath. I don't say underneath the building, but you had to go downstairs, downstairs to get to it. And it was called research and development. And so there we researched scripts and we did, uh, we developed things. We, we tested things out. We got to see what worked and what didn't work. And, um, with the favor of God, I was able to, um, really just produce really well, um, which ended up moving me to, uh, back upstairs eventually, um, back on the floor, but into, um, under a different supervisor. And um, at that time, I made a decision that I was going to become a supervisor before the year was up. And God made that happen. And in six months, I was a supervisor. So what does any of this have to do with perspective? Well, I'm getting there. I know it was a long story, but here we are. 
Um, so I do believe I shared the short version with you. So here I am, this 27-year-old, 28-year-old um, uh, on the sales floor, and I am now managing a team. I ended up with the largest team because I ended up getting, again, the favor of God, getting a now Monday through Friday shift, which was a good time. I got a perfect time frame, which worked for me, that I could get my kids to school. I can get back, you know, get back to work. At one point, at, um, I was actually catching the bus. Uh, two buses to my grandma's to drop my kids off, two buses back uh, to work, two buses to get them, two buses back home. Um, but um, anyway, I, it, it was working for me, right? So I got this new schedule. God had worked it out where um, I was blessed to get a car. Um, so anyways, I am now a supervisor, right? And there was this old lady on my team. And she was old because then she was like in her 60s, like late 60s. And to me, that was old because my parents were uh, maybe in their 50s, not quite even in their 50s. So I was 27. They were getting close to 50, 50-ish, 51-ish. Um, maybe they might have been early 50s. But anyway, this lady was like in her 60s, right? And she was working in the call center. She was on my team. I had maybe about 30 people on my team. And here I am managing these people, right? And so this woman gave me the hardest time. No matter what I did, it was not good enough for her, right? And so I kept going to my manager and I was like, this lady's ticking me off. Like, I'm young, I'm in my 20s. Like, I'm like, she's pissing me off. Like, this woman is like, no matter what I do, and like, she's treating me as if I'm dumb and I'm stupid and I don't know this and I have all this. So I'm telling my boss, I got all this experience and this is why I made the supervisor, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Okay, so manage it. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, manage her perspective. I said, it isn't my job to manage her perspective. He said, but it is your job to manage her perspective. So again, I spent like three or four weeks ticked off because his answer kept being manage her perspective of you, right? Manage her perspective. And even now it's even making even more sense to me as I'm, I'm delivering this word to you guys. But he kept saying, manage her perspective. And I'm like, she's responsible for her perspective. He's like, it's your job to manage it. So finally it got, to, like I started to understand and it really has started to sink in that perspective is literally everything. She perceived me to be a 27 year old child that had no experience, that may be a single mom, but blah, 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 all these different things. And I'm like, but this woman didn't even care to know anything about me. Well, I needed to show her about me, right? So I started spending more time with her. I started asking her advice about things because the reality is, is that she had been on the sales floor over 15 years. And so again, here I am, this girl who's like a third her age managing her, right? So I share that with you because the power of perspective is that when she perceived me to be a child and she perceived me to be something other than the qualified supervisor that I was, she saw me as an issue or a problem or not enough, right? But once she actually let her walls down and got to know me as a person and got to find out that, hey, this 27-year-old girl's been through some things, that this 27-year-old girl has worked since she was 15 on a full-time job because her dad uh, had open heart surgery and all these other things that happened in my life. And then that I was now divorced, raising two kids on my own with the ex-husband in prison. So all these different things I've shared with this woman. And you might be thinking, why did you tell this woman all of your business? Well, I didn't give her all my business, but she needed to know enough about me so that her perspective, perspective of me 
was accurate and then she could actually even be better at her job because her perspective perspective of me was accurate, right? What does this have to do with today? You need to get your perspective with God accurate and how you view him and how you view yourself. Because when we perceive something as a particular thing, that's our truth. To that woman, the truth was that I was just this child, right? But the reality was, is that I was highly qualified to not only hold this position, but she didn't know that in the six months that I went from being on the phone to being her supervisor, that I had gone through the research and development, that I had helped develop these these actual uh, scripts that worked, that would be scripts that we didn't have to sell our souls and beat people out of their money, but it worked like they worked because we were honest with them. We gave them enough information. We gave them the proper information, and then we kindly allowed them to make a decision about whether they wanted these magazines or not right? Excuse me, which meant more increased sales because the people felt comfortable um, that there was a decrease in people calling back to cancel um, all of these different things, but she didn't know that about me. So until her perspective shifted, she couldn't receive what I had to offer her. Oh my God. Until your perspective shifts about your freedom in Jesus Christ, you won't be able to receive what he has to offer you. You will not be able to understand and accept that there's no lack in your life. And you might be thinking, but this lady doesn't understand. I got bills due. They were due months ago. But she's saying that there's no lack. I can tell you that there's no lack because... What I now know and understand and I can receive and I can speak it to you is that whatever is needed in your life is already present because we serve the God that is I am. He's always present everywhere, all the time present in every moment of your life, right? He has promised to provide for you. He has promised to give you your daily bread, right? He's also promised you abundance. Sometimes we get the seasons of where we're in daily bread confused as if that's our lifetime to stay there. No, get the lessons God is teaching you in your daily bread moments. Learn to trust. It literally takes more trust and faith to believe God in a daily bread moment. When your kids, whether they are five or six or they're 24 and 22, and they're looking at you and we're walking through a tough situation and they're like, okay, well, we're out of food, but you got enough food for today. God will provide. We're going to go to the store tomorrow and buy more food, but you don't even have $5 in your wallet and your gas tank is on E, but you are Determined because you believe God that he is everywhere all the time present and that everything needed is present in every moment of your life. Then you go to bed and you don't worry about it. You don't trip over it. You don't, you, you build your children up. You tell them, Hey, God is stretching your faith right now. Let him work. You get to say to them, but this business is what it is because God said it is what it is and we're doing what he told us to do. So guess what? This business can't be anything but blessed. This ministry can't be anything but blessed. This podcast can't be anything but blessed. See, when our perspective of freedom, because Jesus literally came to set us free from sin, to set us free from death, from hell, from every single thing. He did his job. It's done. He is freed us. So now we have to shift our perspective to that of being free people that have been set free eternally, not just temporarily. So I shared something with my kids earlier this week, and I know it's just Wednesday, but I shared this with them. And I said to them, I said, you know, 
We have to remember that and there is nowhere in the Bible when God has promised to get us out of situations, that he has promised to bless us, to feed us, to provide for us, that he said, I'll only do it if you if you didn't get yourself in the situation. Because see, sometimes we have this perspective that we have to be perfect, even though it really makes no sense because if we could perfect ourselves or perfect the situation, Jesus wouldn't have had to come and shed blood to redeem us, right? So the reality is, is that we, we beat ourselves up. We're in this rat race. If I got to work, 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 work for salvation. I got to work, 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 work for God to deliver me out of this. Let me figure out how I can fix this situation. But the reality is he will come for you. Even if you got yourself in the situation, somebody might be saying right now, oh, that's not true. Well, sweetheart, I promise you it is because if it wasn't true, Jesus wouldn't have came and shed his blood for the redemption of all of our sins. We were the reason why sin was an issue for us. We always are the ones that got ourselves into a situation. Whether we want to, whether it is like, okay, sometimes things happen to us. People do things or we are in situations because our company downsized and now we are without a job and we were already living paycheck to paycheck. So now we got to figure it out. But even then we don't have to figure it out because in the beginning when God spoke and he said it was finished, everything he has supplied for your life was already done. It is already present. So if you shift your perspective to a place of freedom in Jesus Christ, to a place of, of, of a provision in every moment of your life, in, in a place of expecting, believing and accepting and settling into the place of peace and balance because you accept God's word to be true, then you're free. You can be free while you're bound like the disciple was. He was free, but he was bound, bound on both sides, 16 soldiers on either side of him. And dude was laying there with no clothes on, like butt naked, chilling, sleep, just chilling. The angel had to come hit him on his hip, on his side and like strike him and be like, dude, put your clothes on. Let's go. He was at peace. He knew who he was. He had a perspective of victory. He had a perspective in his mind of freedom. I know I'm sounding aggressive, but I am aggressive in the Holy Ghost. I am aggressive in the spirit because I am so tired of the people of God living. All of us living have lived in a place where we are bound to lies, really, because we've been set free. The word says whom the son sets free is free indeed, meaning it's done. It is a complete and finished work of freedom. So today I'm encouraging you to shift your perspective to freedom. I know your situation might be bad. You might be facing something and you might be like, Lord, I don't know how these bills going to get paid. Bills are due, but guess what? I'm free because God is going to provide. And you know, sometimes we get caught in theological things, right? And I know somebody might get mad about this, but please do not email me. Don't text me because I'm literally in a season that I'm not even arguing with you. I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to, because I'm speaking what what I know the Lord is, what his word is and that it's true. So I, I just won't waste any more of my time arguing with people debating whether I'm saved, I'm free or any of those things. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we come up with so many things to make people feel like they're not good enough to receive the freedom, the salvation, the provision, the abundance that God has promised to them because we make up these theological uh, requirements for people. Well, 
maybe you ain't getting blessed because you ain't holy as I am or you don't dress as holy as me or maybe because your hair don't look like mine or maybe because um you are um well you didn't do this right or maybe because well for them five years you were strung out on drugs no you don't get to make a reason why God's freedom that he paid for with blood is not mine I'm not sitting here saying that I should sin, 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 and just ignore the fact that God's, you know, that God's been good to me. No, but what I am telling you is that you don't get to tell me whether my sin is greater than your sin or your sin is smaller than mine because sin is sin. And all of us need his sufficient grace to overcome that sin. And we need to be able to live in that grace. And how we live in that grace is when we change our perspective to a place of freedom. Yes, I may have tried for 12 years to not be a sex addict or a drug addict or alcoholic. But them 12 years, Jesus been loving me. Them 12 years I've been fighting hell to be free. Jesus has been right there giving me the strength to do it for them 12 years. So you might sit and think, well, you, you battled this for 12 years. You should have got over this because you had the Holy Ghost and blah, blah, blah. You might want to check yourself because your perspective on my freedom might be, first of all, wrong. Second of all, judgmental and arrogant. And third of all, you need to understand it has no effect on whether or not I'm really free. That part. Okay, I'm way out in the left field, but God got it. It's all good. What I want you guys to understand today is that it's, it really is as simple as shifting your perspective. I was listening to a book today, and I've shared this book with you guys before. Um, I actually was a part of the launch team for this book, and it's Balanced by um, a, a Pastor Tory Roberts. Um, and he said he said something that was really interesting to me today. I was I, 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 I read the book. I have the written book, the printed book, but then I also chose to get the audio book, right? And so I'm listening to the book today and he shared something and he talked about um, how I'm not letting certain things get in, how we choose to actually, um, what words we let come in and how we can keep our minds balanced by, of course, renewing our minds. And he, he gave this explanation or this, this um, he gave this vision really is what he did. He gave me a vision. And he talked about how planes are in the air, right? And how uh, the winds and all these other things, I can't say it as the way he said it because he studied it and that's why he did that to write the book. But the reality is this, I have this vision now of myself as a plane and I'm in the air and I'm flying. And when words or things or thoughts come at me to try to make me feel like I'm not enough, not only do I not have to have to like battle them, I don't even have to allow them to touch me so I can turn to the side like um top gun i haven't seen the most recent one but you know how you can just they, that that plane that that um i don't know uh, the jet whatever you want to call it it could turn sideways to keep from getting hit right so now in my mind i see myself turning to the side so that thing's gonna fly past me over in the air it's, it's gone and it's missed me because i'm going so far ahead of it that it can't even catch me right I'm out of its target range, all of that. So what I'm saying is this, shift your perspective to a place of where you won't even let certain things touch you, get into your spirit or move you. You are in charge of your perspective. I will not stop saying this. And I know that more and more in this last couple of months that God has just really been uh, building me. And I say building me because those are the words he used in our time together. He said, trust me while I build you completely, while I build you, right? The thing that I understand most is that it's always been about the mind. The enemy came in and deceived Eve. And I'm going to say this too to the women, right? 
A friend of mine said to me, he said, one of the first influencers, and you are all, you are, you all are still influencers, right? So what the enemy did, he watched Eve. He looked at her. He saw how God built all these things, created the, the earth. He um, gave man dominion over it, gave, created Eden, put everything they needed in it. He made it perfect. And then he put Eve in the middle. He didn't, he didn't make her, like he really, as daughters of God, were special to him, right? And so the enemy came in and he knew that she was the key to everything, right? And all he had to do was change her mind about how she saw herself. He made her believe she was lacking something. He made her perceive that God was holding something back from her. So in essence, he was telling her, you're not enough. You've got to do this work. You've got to eat this fruit so that you can be equal to God and be like the best version of yourself. The reality is, is that she already was. Because earlier in the scripture, it tells us that God made us in his image, right? And even now we know that we can operate in his power and authority. He gave that back to us. We have dominion. And so just like him, we can speak things into existence. We can speak his word and expect it to not return unto us void because we are his children. and He's given us the authority and power to do that, right? But the word also says that when Eve saw that the fruit was good for consumption, when did she see it that way when her perspective was tainted and it changed? There are some things that have tainted your perspective, broken heart, um, childhood issues, fear of poverty, because um, maybe you went through some things growing up or a bad relationship. And so now you're in a marriage where you can't fit, you don't feel like you can trust your own thoughts and your own uh, judgment, your own heart, right? Regardless of what it is, it is not stronger or bigger than God. God will always come for you. The reality is, is that he's already came for you and settled this whole thing. So today, it's time for you to shift your perspective to one of freedom and to walk in it. You've listened to the podcast, She Who Believes. I'm your host, Vivian Bell, and I am indeed She Who Believes, and I'm also She Who Will Be Praying For You to operate in the perspective of freedom. God bless you. You've been listening to the podcast, She Who Believes, where we encourage you to stretch your faith and to believe God for the impossible.